Hello, and welcome to the New Story Podcast. And this is a little segment that we're calling Chart Chat with me, Rebecca Conran, and Katrina from Daily Astrology. Hi, Katrina. Hi. <laughs> welcome. <laughs> what do you want me to say? <laughs> what up, girl? Yeah, that's exactly what I want you to say. Uh, Katrina and I... Um, I don't even know how we started being Instagram friends, but somehow we figured out that we had a lot of placements in common um, in our chart, uh, lots of similar uh, placements. And so we just started to shoot the shit. And now we're going to do this once a month segment where we kind of break down the current energy, the, the collective chart. We talk about like some of the most important parts um, some of the parts that are a little bit more obscure um, to do with asteroids and, um, you know, dwarf planets and things that are a little bit lesser known in uh, uh, mainstream astrology. And we just kind of talk about like some of the themes that we're seeing. Um, and there's a lot going on right now, right, Katrina? I mean, it's like, it's really, it's really alive, the chart. Yeah, definitely. I mean, gosh, it seems like it always is. <laughs> Right. It, Since it, 2012, it like we have yeah. really stepped up like the intensity, I think of life and like the healing process. Yeah. And I mean, that was like the whole thing, right? Like it wasn't, it was like an Armageddon of our consciousness, you know, not an Armageddon in like where like fire was going to rain out of the sky, but like in terms of like what has been shifting since 2012, um, just mm. such a massive shift in consciousness for, um, for humankind. And, um, you know, this week is really, we're recording this on September 11th and we wanted to do it today so that we can, um, connect in about the full moon later on this week and some of the shifts there that there's a lot of big stuff going on this week. Um, but really like, you know, as we build to 2020, it really is, and it's so interesting because I've been looking at that, um, the abuse asteroid, right? Yeah. Is, how do you say it? Is it ne- Nessu? Um, well, I don't pronounce probably anything right. Um, <laughs> so I probably don't say it right, but I say Nessus, but I think it's not yeah. that. It's like Nessus or I don't know. Nessus, Nessus. Yeah. Um, so that being in the fourth house has been just like really like blowing my mind, especially because I'm actually like, a, it's really uh, plays a big part in my own chart in the fourth house. And um, so that has just been, I've been like, just really, I want to unfold some of that. And, and also just the build to 2020, the number two really being about um, separation from the divine mother in its lower forms of energy and in its highest form of energy helping us to connect into being the divine mother in ourselves and then connecting with the divine mother outside of ourselves. Um, just like, I feel like that's the overarching theme that we're all kind of figuring out is just this beautiful entry into honoring the divine feminine, but not in a way, not necessarily in the way that we've seen it advertised in holistic, holistic wellness. I feel like it's a little bit more private and individual um, How do you, what do you, what do you see that as? Well, I see like a lot of like really, I see a lot of things getting really popular to ter- in terms with like, and that, I think they have been popular in terms of like the goddess circle and honoring the goddess, but I don't see it as um like, like basically kind of like, you know how catchphrases just get switched on and then they become like, identifiers but then that actually creates separation does that make sense mm-hmm. what I'm saying mm-hmm. so I've seen a lot of like honoring the divine goddess uh but I don't know how inclusive it really is because it has to really be inclusive to males and females and all well, it, it, it totally is because that's part of like it's our counterpart we have we all have the divine masculine and the divine feminine and there's this we have been repressing the feminine aspect, 
you know, of this counterpart. And this is something that has been going on collectively. You know, this is what we've been experiencing. So we've been really utilizing the masculine energy and there has been such repression of the feminine energy. And I see that as Lilith. Yeah. And like Lilith and Asus are together and Asus deals with abuse and Lilith to me deals with the repression of that divine feminine energy. And so here it's bringing up that there's, possible abuse, like some sort of spiritual, some sort of emotional, unconscious abuse that we are collectively been experiencing with this divine feminine, with this feminine power. And it's like, and this feminine power is the other part of our power. It's the missing link, you know, for our ability to receive, for our ability to bring in things that we want. It doesn't always have to be this outward and this struggle and this conquering, you know, but it's also our ability to experience more love, you know, to receive, to, you know, to experience uh, the more feminine, softer aspects of life. Yeah. All struggle, all Mars. Yeah. And I will just tell our listeners. So the Nasus is, um, the the kind of the asteroid representing um like deep levels of abuse and manipulation um that not only have affected us but then that we have in some way perpetuated um is a placement in our chart it's not that like this is just where things are done to us it's also where we can like unconsciously perpetuate abuse and right now that is in pisces so it's very much um uh like affect it it's it's being quite loud during this full moon in Pisces I feel like too and um and one interesting thing as you as I speak to like what you're saying too about like this this um abuse of our spirituality I think in terms of um like we all have to we all have to like claim responsibility for the abuse of the divine feminine uh female and male you know, and I think like we're moving from a place where we definitely want the like uh, perpetrators of abuse that are male in our society to have um, uh, what's the word like to feel justice right from their behaviors. Um, but also, we need to understand that this is not about males against females. This is about an oppression of the divine feminine in all of us, like where we've all repressed it. And so we also need to allow room to not blame men for the oppression of the divine feminine, but to also see them as divine feminine in their energy too, and help them to come round to more of that by, by embodying more of it in ourselves. Yeah, it's funny because I wasn't even I wasn't even thinking that it was like oh the men against women like I was totally you know it is the counterpart of our own energy like this yeah. is our own power to be able to receive you know yeah. to not have to struggle and you know to to get everything that we want and but the thing is that power has been there the whole time and so we have been attracting and receiving unconsciously and this is also looking at the power of our emotions and how we how they have been a part of what we have been experiencing and what we are attracting into our reality and how maybe we've been unconsciously using this power in a way that is not helping us but is destructive and so i think that's why also the north node in cancer it's like there's a lot of healing of the emotions and you know we've we've had all that uh, you know, the Jupiter and Scorpio. So we really went into these more shadowed emotions and been doing all this healing and stuff like that. And so this has been a process of healing this feminine aspect within all of us. But in return, what we're also experiencing is the relationships, the real relationships between men and women. So even though this is completely about us, like gaining control back over our own feminine and masculine energies and like utilizing them in a way that helps us, you're also going to see this power play take out, take on, you know, like uh, the political stage or with relationships and stuff like that, where you will see uh, the 
the women, you know, really kind of stepping up and owning their power from the ways that they have been repressed in their own lives. So this could show up yeah. in work or yeah, yeah, politics, but also in personal relationships, like the, the ways that, you know, women have been repressed and this is a sexual energy too. You know, Lilith deals with sex. So this Absolutely, could even, yeah. you know, and then abuse. So there's sexual abuse or there's the repression of, you know, the feminine sexual aspect. And so yeah. women are wanting, you know, so yeah, it is completely about our own masculine and feminine, but it is going to show up with like, you know, women and like the ways that they've been sexually repressed yes. or the way their power has been repressed or their voice or yeah. So, I mean, it is going to show up in all, but we need that to happen because and, we, yeah. we will all have like the most benefit from the divine masculine and feminine energy coming into balance. Like that is yeah. us being in sovereignty. That is us being in power. So allowing that feminine energy to rise and the power of our emotions and our ability to receive to me, that also feels like Uranus and Taurus awakening us right. to what we've been attracting, what we have been using our attracting factor, you know, this energy that we have to attract our reality. It's like, okay, well, this is what you've been unconsciously attracting your reality with. So Uranus is going to come through Taurus and awaken us to this, this natural resource that we are given and how we've been unconsciously conditioned to attract yeah, but I think also it's like it's kind of a catch-22 that we're experiencing too because for females who are evolving at this time, we are able to um, like evolve through our emotions and our intuitive nature more easily because we actually are allowed to do that by society too. We have more access to permission to be emotional, to like be truly feminine in our energy in a way that males... Um, don't. So I think also like, while we are like, we're healing this like grand divide, this, this eons of like abuse and oppression. Um, we also like have the tools, more access to the tools that does heal that. And so we always have to remember, I feel like that we are, we can lead through example, but that we really want to bring men along with us and offer them our compassion for like what, what it is that they're experiencing as well. The, 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 um, the confusion, the uncertainty, well, the, like lack of you, connection to emotions. If you think about it, actually, and if you observe like the men in your life, no, they are completely experiencing the rise of the divine feminine within them. Yeah. I think completely they are awakening to their softer sides. They're feeling things, you know, they are feeling things as well. They are feeling this, like they're feeling that energy just as like we're experiencing women feeling the rise of the divine masculine within them too, mm -hmm. you know, or, or this, or to me, it feels like this masculine cause it feels like a power, you know, but I guess it's the feminine energy, but it's the power of the feminine energy and they're feel, you know, as women, we're feeling it. We're like mm. stepping into that power, but I think it's definitely coming through men, but it's coming through them in a way that like they're, they're softening up and they're feeling things and they are becoming much more aware of their intuition. And like, I think if you observe men over the last couple of years, I think they are definitely experiencing this divine feminine rise with They absolutely are. They absolutely are. Um, I think what I'm speaking to is like, you know, that I see a lot of like dividing going on, you know, if like when we, I see a lot of like, this is the goddess circle and this is for like women to embody the goddess. And I think like in terms of like personal safety, I understand why like we have women's groups for sure. You know, like there is a lot of vulnerability that we want to share with other women and not necessarily with men. But I think in terms of like how we're doing our healing, like we have to also like remove any um, boundaries in our, not boundaries, any blocks in ourselves that sort of says uh, like, you know, fuck men kind of, you know what I'm saying? Like, because, mm -hmm. and, and, and yes, fuck the patriarchy. But I think it's like where, what we're, what we're really experiencing is like 
fuck where we've given over our personal power ultimately. And that's what we're all coming back into. It's not that the feminine has all the power or the masculine. It's like, where do we give over our personal power to other people through either validation from others or safety or security perceived from others? You know, um, I feel like, you know, with that word power too, it's such an interesting concept because what we've, what we have taken that as in, a, in our society is like, it means like power over something else or someone else. Like that's the lower form of that, that we've seen throughout time. And really what we're learning is power is really just, is, is the power to choose. It's control over yourself, over your thoughts, your emotions, and the ability to like really manifest from a place of, um, like just true knowing in yourself and true nurturing in yourself. It's, it's really a nuanced kind of energy that we're working with at the moment to do with these subtle dynamics between masculine and feminine, male and female. Um, you know what I mean? Well, I feel like having the masculine and feminine in balance is that is in your power. Yeah. You know? So, and I think what you're like experiencing there with like stepping into our power and gaining power over where uh, things have had power over us. I can really see that as what is going on in Capricorn. So I can see that what is really big right now with us finding our power is over these structures that are built into our society. Like this is how we live our life. We don't question it. This is just what it is. You know, this is what supports our reality. Like those type of structures, right? Mm -hmm. Things that we were born into that are just the way it is. And there's certain things that have had some sort of power or, or control over us that are repressing who we are in this world, how far we can go, what we're capable of achieving, you know, our experience in general. This has had some sort of repression on us. And so now it's us finding our power over the ways that were built into the society that have had some sort of repression over who we are in this world and like what we'll experience and what we can achieve and what we'll leave behind. And so that can go in many different ways. One of them would be the repression of the divine feminine. Like that would be a way that had some sort of control over what we experience. Yeah. And I think also like we have really repressed the divine masculine too. I mean, we've seen toxic masculinity, but we've never seen like masculinity in terms of like being of service to the feminine. And again, that's like a personal thing. So that's using our masculine energy to say, how may I serve my feeling, my creativity, my being, my nurturing, instead of how may I serve my ego and validating myself and instant gratification and claiming power in the world or achievement, you know? So it's also like, it's about putting the divine masculine up there too and going like, the masculine is not, is, 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 um, needs equal footing. It needs to be balanced. It needs to be exalted to a place that is divine instead of like these shadow forms of the masculine. So we, we want the divine feminine to rise. We want to embody that. And then we also want to embody the divine masculine at the same time and having that really serve the feminine, you know, within us having our work, and our like how we are active and how we push ourselves really serve that feeling side of us, that nurturing side, that creative side. Um, it's such a wonderful time. And I, I really found like when, like when we were discussing this the other week with the Venus conjunct Mars, both being in Virgo, definitely seeing a lot of um, now they're further apart from one another, but like I saw a lot of people that were breaking up over the last two weeks Um, A lot of people like really holding out for different work environments too, in terms of like how they want to just in terms of like healing their connection to work, their work environment. Um, Mm -hmm. What have you been seeing in your, in patterns in terms of uh, like your clients and stuff recently? Well, I feel like, It's been intense. Like, I don't know. I've kind of just been dealing with all my own shit and my own life just feels like it ever since Virgo season has been just like so much. (laughs) Well, tell me what's going on with you then. No girl. No. Like, (laughs) 
<laughs> all of it, all of it. Like, like well, you know, I can tell you, I, I, I mean, definitely you. relationship issues, yeah. like for sure. Mm-hmm. You know, and definitely me, you know, as the feminine, like holding my boundaries. But I feel like this has been like deep purification and healing. And Virgo season is always about humility. Like there's always lessons yeah. of humility and bringing it down. And if we have that Venus and uh, Venus and Mars, and you were saying, you know, using Mars to its higher forms, more evolved forms of that divine masculine, or, or you weren't saying using Mars, you were saying um, the divine masculine and like yeah. the higher forms of it. Well, if there's something that's going to help you to do that, that would be Virgo season, you know, right. because it's always about bringing it back into its pure form, you know, let's heal this. And so there's been this Venus and Mars conjunction, which was like this purification and healing of this balance, you know, like how can we heal? I think that's what, that's how you have the higher forms. It's like, they need to be in balance. Yeah. You know? Yeah, totally. Virgo season can always, you know, bring like these ego deaths, you know, or this, this purification of our ego and how we're using our energy and also the purification of our body. There's a lot of purification of the emotions going on. We have the full moon coming up in just a couple days. It's in Pisces and it is joined with Neptune. It's also creating a mystic rectangle. So there's a lot of like synchronistic healing there's energy coming together a lot of transcending of old emotions unconscious emotions neptune in opposition and neptune home this makes it a like every virgo season is a very spiritual season because while neptune is at home in pisces you know that spiritual energy is really being strengthened and so this full moon gives this big opportunity of us transcending this old emotional baggage from our past, you know, and that's what with the South node and, you know, Capricorn and Saturn, there's a lot of us evolving out of these past karmic lessons and past karmic experiences. There's a lot of us like closing things up that are done. And so this is going to be a huge release of old emotions. There's a lot of purification and Virgo season always brings that kind of air of service. Like we're doing a little bit of service right now, service to earth. Like, and really, really our main service and, and what Virgo represents is that transformation of the wound into what we give back to the collective. So it's the healing of the wound that really is our main service to the collective, you know, because it's that chironic, energy of like this is my this is the place that hurts me but it's also the place that gives that shares my light back into the world it's like a place of um yeah just like our duty to evolution ultimately you know in terms of humankind and this full moon too being that it's like right on those 29 degrees of like mercury in virgo it's just looking at that yeah. yeah like how we think and see and perceive and how we love. I mean, very powerful. Um, it's like, there's a, like, this is like a very, very amplified full moon because that I always think of that 29th degree of any planet too, is like being a full moon release degree too. Yeah. A big culmination. That's what I'm saying. Like, I feel like this is such a powerful full moon because like you were just mentioning, we have Mercury and Venus joined together, conjunct, on the 29th, the karmic degree, it's the final degree of Virgo. Okay. So the sun's the sun, Mars, um, Juno, Orcus. So it's all in Virgo, Venus and Mercury joined together on the 29th degree. And there's some sort of culmination around the mind, around our experience, around our thoughts, our mindsets, how we're interpreting our experiences that we go through. And then with Venus, it has to do with our relationships around our self-worth, our self-security, our value. Yeah. What we value, what we even fucking value in life. Because that's the other thing with Uranus in Taurus. It's like, hey, there's fucking conditioning around what you think is important that's never yeah. going to... Uh, fulfill you. It's never going to satisfy you. So this is another thing. It's like we are collectively having to bring purification around our values, you know, because there are things that have been conditioned and it's like, it's not going to do it. It's not aligned. Yeah. Yeah. That's the other thing. It's like, what's truly important to you? And I do think, I think this is really, really childhood, childhood stuff too. Um, Like 
that is being that is coming up, like the emotional material. I I can speak from my own personal experience. So you know, I'm like, so I'm like recording an album at the end of the month, and um, I'm investing a lot into it. Obviously, a lot of money and time, but also, you know, um, it, this is like a pure expression of my experience. So it's it's much more intimate than even public speaking or anything because it's like. It's basically me sharing my feelings out into the world. So something's mm-hmm. been happening for me. And again, Nessus is in my fourth house. It's conjunct Chiron in my chart, which is also in Gemini. They're both in Gemini. So this has a lot to do with like um, how I communicate and share and perceive and see and beliefs and, um, and things like that to do with like old stuff from my childhood. So what I was finding was that like... Um, I was having these reactions where I honestly, and I've like pulled people out of burning cars before. Like I am like not someone who like feels panic ever. You know what I'm saying? Like when things are bad, I like move, I'm like calm, but I've been feeling in myself like what I can only explain is like abject terror when it comes like pant, like, sheer panic and terror where I feel paralyzed and like I could just run and never stop running. And, um, I've been like, what the fuck is this? Right? Like, what is this? And how am I going to do this record? Like while I'm feeling this stuff. So I've basically been working through like all of the abuse around like being able to like you know, I was raised a Jehovah's witness, like nothing. I, I wasn't ever allowed to express who I really was. I wasn't, you know, I get in trouble for like what I wrote in my journals. Um, that's like, so funny. I was, um, I have a Jehovah's witness connection as well. I was, oh, really? that's in our lives. Yeah. Because my stepdad was Jehovah's witness and we lived with a Jehovah's witness family, like his parents and stuff. And they'd do their thing while we were living with them for some time. So I, yeah, so that's funny. So interesting. So like just, yeah, so I I feel like what that is for me, that terror that's coming up is like sheer terror at like self-expression ultimately and at being myself and, you know, guilt and shame around that that are just so old and archaic. They're not, they're not coming from a conscious place in my mind. So how I've been working with that is um, I have to really ride that wave. Like instead of trying to get rid of that inside of me, I've been picturing it like it's a wave in the ocean and sometimes there's a bigger wave than the rest of the time and so when mm-hmm. there's that big wave I'm just like okay this is a time for me to like I've just got to yeah I've got to let it in I've got to let it wash over yeah. me maybe I have mean, to not, it's yeah. gonna take you in it's gonna take you farther than those previous experiences and maybe that's something that you're also sensing and you're like fuck am I ready for this you know and to me that there's something about that that feels a little Jupiter square Neptune yeah you know it's almost like this is this has been your reality you have not been able to go farther you know because of these belief systems but we are dissolving these beliefs that have held our previous limitations and it's like that's maybe what's going on is like are you really about to go farther? Is this going to take you into this whole new experience and can you handle it? You know, are you ready? Are you secure enough within yourself? Because that's the other thing with the uh, Mercury Venus. It's like, this is like our service. Like there's things that we're supposed to be doing for work and service. And there's something about us understanding it and embodying it and stepping into it. Venus is like, you know, these are our natural gifts and resources. And with Uranus, it's really a time of us using these gifts that we were always meant to use. And with Virgo and then the Capricorn energy, it really has this like, it is time type energy for us to step into our service yeah. and to security within ourselves to believe in ourselves and to know that this is valuable us believing in ourselves and doing what we really fucking came here to do is like completely valuable and will be way more fulfilling yeah. than some of the other things that they you know that have been pushed on us you know and so there's beliefs that have been like limiting our experience and our reality and i think that is something that you're experiencing breaking through, breaking past, breaking, you know, Absolutely. into this unknown of like, yeah. wow, this has been your reality. And now you're like, can I really see past it? And the day that I go to record, I've got 
moon conjunct Nessus <laughs> and I've got moon conjunct Mercury. So it's Did like, you like look up how to say it? Cause no, Nessus, is Nessus, Nessus, Nessus. Well, no, no. Like, I mean, it'd make me more comfortable if you said it, like I say it every time. So we can be on the same page, <laughs> but I have a feeling you probably Googled that shit. Cause I know I say tomato. I didn't Google it. I have no fucking idea. I'm just like, I know, also say Uranus and everybody like other people say you're honest, but okay. Sorry. I'm just, Oh yeah. I mean, I don't think I feel like, I feel like, they're both. It's totally fine. I'm just saying it totally. like totally. I do too. It up. I don't even know angry. if that's correct or not. <laughs> so yeah, it doesn't even it, matter. Yeah, <laughs> we need to like we need. I need to find the phonetic thing or whatever yeah. online and listen to it. Um, yeah. So this is like. So when I saw that for the day that I'm recording, I was like, okay, well, I'm actually well, meant to overcome the the abuse through this work. Like it this is, girl. That's wow. exactly was getting like the image and the message I was getting when you were talking before you started talking about the terror because then it started moving in another direction but when you were talking the message I was getting is this is that culmination of this experience mercury 29th degree this is the culmination of that experience and your ability to purify it and your ability to find healing but this is where you step into your service and you heal other people through that experience so this is like you communicating and expressing that experience and there's such value you in that you know so this yeah. is you tying to your service based off of your karmic experiences and lessons that you've gone through and like the healing that will come through your voice and your words and your energy is tying into the service that you are here for and you know it's it's like it's so it's so the evolution also of my healing work, not only like my creative stuff and you and I are both life path three. So like, well, this is the path of self-expression, you know, that's mm-hmm. evolves through your life of what you're interested in and, and what, how you're creating. But, you know, something I noticed from my retreat back in July was I did a sound bath. Um, and I, I played a lot of my music and I sang for my, um, for my participants. And it was kind of a, an interesting time because my, my dog had just died. So I was definitely like less high energy than normal, but I, and in some ways maybe I was more open in that as well because I was like quite tired just in general. But I, 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 uh, when I was, what happened after the, the sound bath was I noticed that a lot of people who like, um, have an easy time talking about their uh, emotions and what they're going through. They actually had a really hard time tuning into the music. And those that had a hard time using words and language to define how they feel actually had profound experiences through the music. So it's like, you know, it's a really, I, I'm, I'm really excited to kind of bring a different level of healing to those that aren't like language based, you know, cause not all of us can learn and compute and express just through words, like the vibration, the sound, like there mm-hmm. are different ways for us to absorb healing and to understand ourselves. And that really ties into something that I've been feeling deeply lately. And that is how, just how we process our emotions and how a lot of times we can feel so disappointed because we thought we processed our emotions just by defining them. And Mm. then when we actually had to bring it into the body and feel what it feels like, and that's what I'm talking about when I'm talking about that feeling of terror and panic, what that is, is a massive wave of emotion. And it doesn't matter how I define it or how I spell it out of what it is in my head. I still have to sit there and feel it and feel it sometimes like a ton of bricks, you know? And I think like that's something that we're going to have to really come to terms with for this full moon in Pisces too, because it doesn't matter if we know what our problems are and we can define them and we can spell them out. We still have to sit through the discomfort of being that like caterpillar uh, disintegrating and shifting form and dying basically in some way, it transforming into primordial goo to shift into a complete new energy of the butterfly. Does that make sense? <laughs> it sounds like 
you're talking about like void space and like being in that void. And it sounds like you're talking about that experience of the ego death. You yes. know, it's of I am nothing, that whole spiritual energy bringing you into this next stage. You know, it's like you have to go into that, um, that void space before you create something new, you know, it's that's like our beautiful transcendence. And too. that is the Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and Neptune is with the moon and I think it also goes back to the north node being in cancer saying this is a time of re-identifying with who you really are you know and this this will not be back for another 29 years yeah so like this is an opportunity of us stepping forward and it's not just stepping forward of like this is who I really am it's really this internal change of knowing who we really are and what is going to make us happy and like it has a like you we were saying I feel like there's a lot with the childhood it's like yes exactly because we have the north node in cancer so this is like this renewal period of the earlier childhood conditioning that formed our sense of self and how we feel about ourselves and how we feel about ourselves that affects our ability to even have fucking fucking happiness in the first place it's like you can't even be happy if you have these like hidden emotions or feelings about yourself that are affecting your everyday how you live your life so there's this whole healing around our sense of self and our emotions and how we identify with ourselves and what we even need to find happiness in the path that we need to take you know, yeah. so of course, this full moon in Pisces and this opportunity of healing and purification that Virgo always brings is going to bring this opportunity to really close some of those old emotional stories that were like developed from our childhood. Yeah, yeah. And, um, you know, the other interesting thing that I was looking at in the chart too is, um, and I'm probably going to pronounce these wrong too, but, um, Maki Maki in Libra and Haumea, is it? Haumea, H-A-U-M-E-A? Yeah. So I don't know much about those ones, actually. So I've been researching these two because they're both in Libra. And I don't know, they were like making, you know, I like did a whole fucking like Virgo chart of my my astrology. I went deep. Uh, She got real fucking organized where I was thinking, how can I hire her for something? (laughs) I know, I got like, really like, I need to utilize that. I basically <laughs> made a spreadsheet of like every transit of every asteroid of everything in my chart. Like uh, it was, it was pretty in depth so that I could like, I was really, I think I was looking for like just inspiration ultimately. And I found it because then it really catapulted all of that abuse shit for me of like, yeah defining it but I was looking up so Maki Maki um is like uh, a dwarf planet and it it you know Maki Maki is like this um it was basically the um related to uh the Easter Islands you know and Mm -hmm. what's so interesting it's like very masculine energy Maki Maki is um and like it has um uh when I was researching it, um, so Haumea is like this Hawaiian goddess, uh, mother of, um, the fire goddess, uh, forget her name. Um, let me see if I can find it here. But anyway, like, um, yes, exactly. The mother. And it's like this really earthy, it's like very feminine earthy energy. And Maki Maki is very masculine earthy energy and they're both in Libra right now and it really relates to me to the balance of like how we are treating our environment because what happened with the Easter Islands is that like they basically went extinct because of uh, the way that they weren't taking care of the environment like they over farmed all of their trees and then they had no lumber to make ships um, so that they, or boats so that they could fish. They basically like, um, all of the things that we are afraid of in the human race going extinct with how we take care of the environment and climate in a much bigger, um, view, actually history already showed us this, right? So I just thought this was so interesting that they were both in Libra, this balancing act, this total balancing act of like the feminine and the masculine in relation to 
how we take care of the earth and how we take care of um, our resources. Again, with the Uranus in Taurus too, it really paints a picture of why we feel so passionate as well right now of like, obviously we feel passionate because we, we see extinction as being a very real threat. Um, but also um, it is part of our astrological uh, evolution right now that we should be bringing these things into balance. It's so interesting. I'm just going to shut my window because someone is weed whacking. Hold on one sec. I'll be right back. Um, anyway, so very, very interesting, um, stuff going on for us and like really it just shows also that like you know we do repeat history does repeat itself you know um in various scales but it's definitely like these aren't necessarily new concepts to us as human beings either you know the fear of extinction yeah. So what do you think about how do you what do you think the purpose of this Neptune square Jupiter? Because here we have Jupiter in its home of Sagittarius, Neptune in its home of Pisces, which this is a once in a lifetime. And so to have them square, this is the third and final square, but this is like a once in a lifetime transit, having them both in their strength, in their dignity. Uh, Jupiter and Sagittarius really has a lot to do with like religious beliefs and the, the search for understanding and the, the search for like what your you know, what do you believe, you know, and Neptune is really like the complete truth, you know, and so it's like a very spiritual energy, a very divine energy. And so it's like, how do you see this playing out in our lives or collectively? What do you think the well, I definitely see um, like Pisces and the um, like Pisces 12th house Neptune energy as being very much like the connection to uh, like love ultimately, which is like the strongest vibration in the universe. Mm-hmm. I feel like, right. So it's like, it helps us to clear everything away that stands in the way of our mm-hmm. own God vibration, right? So we are God and that vibration is actually love. And that's our, like our collective consciousness needs for us to like accept that and be like, I am love. I am, you know, yeah. like Neptune is like, to me, that divine source, that divine exactly. energy, that connection to the divine. And so yes. you're saying like Neptune is complete love or, you know, that connection to, and it's like, to yes, divine energy. So then with and Jupiter so standing between it is our beliefs then. Exactly. And Jupiter and Sagittarius, they are in the ninth house. It's about philosophy. It's about spirituality, obviously in terms of like how we, um, our beliefs and, 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 um, and I guess can include religion. And ultimately it's about what our truth is, but the highest expression of that is to understand that like all truths are true, you know, and there, and, and that like, we have to learn how to see the higher truth and the higher truth is that all is love, you know? Mm -hmm. And so like when we incorporate that truth, it really disarms all of the like bullshit that we're in resistance to, right? Like take, for example, what we see in the political world, right? It's all about them being wrong and us being right. This can no longer, we can't have this type of tension anymore. Do you know what I'm saying? It's like, we are not separate from other people. Like we have to learn how to like balance this and see the divine in everything. The more that we are seeing just like the darkness and that we're tuning into that, the more that we are amplifying it and creating from it because we're actually making it like this problem that's over there instead of activating our love in here. And so we're seeing problems like never reach resolution. So with Jupiter square Pisces, I see that as an opportunity to birth 
a new level of compassion and understanding based on like the highest possible version for us. I don't think that we, I think it's like, it's like a baby that's being born that we, we don't quite know what it looks like yet. You know what I'm Mm -hmm. saying? But we know Mm -hmm. that like, I, you know, it's like when I think of, I'm only using politics as a, as a, um, like a sounding board because yeah. Cause that's like something that we're all experiencing a lot of, but like, you know, I see so much, I feel so much like of people like, Oh, I hate those people. And they're talking about people who they hate because those people hate people, you know? And it's like, yeah, we're, we're allowing our beliefs to separate us. Yeah. And the violence that comes from that. So it's like, you know, well, I hear allowing my, other people's beliefs like, Oh, you believe this religion or you believe this, this, you know, this theory or you are anti this, or you are a Republican, you are a Democrat, you like this person. You know what I mean? We're allowing that to justify our separation yes. and our hate. And we're not seeing the, the root of anything because we want to blame others and we don't also want to take responsibility for ourselves ultimately. Or, you know, we, we still haven't taken 100% responsibility for ourselves. The truth is that like all bad behavior that we're seeing, right? Oppression of others, violence, like this, this, these behaviors, these harmful behaviors, they are rooted in a place of suffering and lack, a lack of love, a lack of compassion, a lack of understanding, a lack of proper nurturance and care. You know, you cannot ever tell me that a baby is born and you can look at that baby and be like, fuck this baby, this baby's evil. You know what I'm saying? Like we all have this divine spark, this divine innocence to us. We have our products of our, um, of a lack of love in our cult, in our cultures and our, uh, human life. And so the higher truth is that like, we can't any longer try to fix the issues that we experience by creating more separation, by creating, by being either not responsible for the violence that we perpetuate through language, through beliefs, through whatever, um, we have to really uh, work so hard to find absolute compassion and unconditional love for ourselves that we can then pour onto everybody. You know, um, if you can't look at someone whose behavior is terrible and feel compassion for the place, for what created that, for the experiences and circumstances that created that terrible uh, behavior from them, then we can't help the world to redeem itself. You know what I'm saying? Redemption has to be a part of justice. It has to be a part of us finding balance. We also have to allow people to grow and evolve and change because we have compassion for the wounding that created the suffering, the separation, and then the violence that, that came from that. Does that make sense? Yeah. Well, and I think what you're also saying is the need for us to shift our attitude and our perception on happen in our lives. So it's like you see something that happens and it's your perception of it. And like, there's this elevating of our perception. There's this transcending. I mean, I see yeah. this Jupiter square Neptune as this pressure, you know, it's coming through discomfort. This is one of the biggest challenges that people are feeling in their life is coming from this square. And it's like transcending our previous limitations of our reality. And it's going in many different directions. And it's it's coming through discomfort because it's even in, in conjunct to the North Node. So I feel like this is coming through in a couple different ways. One, it's about our radiance. It's our light. So yeah. there is a healing going on with our light, with like the energy that we emit. This energy wants us to find more happiness. It wants us to have more joy, more light, more hope, more optimism, 
you know, more fun in our life. And then the North Node in Cancer, wanting us to find long-term happiness, the numerology three of the collective year, happiness, dealing with our emotions, you know? So there's this shift that is allowing us to find more joy, find more happiness, exude more radiance. And it's looking at these different areas, really looking at our attitude, looking at our perceptions, how we are choosing to see the situations in our life. And the secret to, uh, the Sagittarian energy is in your ability to see bigger in your ability to, you know, take on a different perspective, a different philosophy that allows you to move through things that possibly you cannot control. You know, the Neptune Pisces energy is about accepting the things that you cannot control, not Mm. holding on to it. Like, even though it didn't turn out how you fucking want it, are you just going to stay there forever and fucking be mad? Or can you find another perspective that allows you to let it go and trust and like surrender to what you cannot control and trust in some higher divine plan that is happening for your best good. And that there are some things that even though you didn't want it to happen in the way that it did, it did. And, and you have to accept it and you absolutely. have to adapt. And, and your ability to do that is what allows us to have more joy. So this plays out in our everyday life, but this also plays out in huge things, you know, where you're really being brought to have faith and to trust and to let go. So I think that this Jupiter square Neptune is really trying to teach us that it's like, we can have more happiness, we can have more joy, but it has a lot to do with us being able to shift these really sour limiting, you know, perceptions or attitudes that just fuck with us. Like it's, it's really hard to see your beliefs. Like it's really hard because they just subtle. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, so we're having to like, you know, see like, this has created your fucking reality. Like, are you going to rise above it? Are you going to shift it? Like it's coming through discomfort saying you need Saturn in Capricorn. You need to take responsibility for this. Like, I don't fucking feel bad for you. You have the power to change this reality. And I'm not saying all experiences because there are bad experiences. So I don't want to go down that hole. Well, you're speaking as if you're speaking as the planet. And Saturn would say, like, I don't... Oh, yeah. That was Saturn talking, not me. Saturn talking. Oh, but... It is what it is. That's Saturn talking. That is Saturn talking. It is. It is Saturn talking. And I completely agree. I completely agree. I'll talk like that too, though. (laughs) Yeah, I know. I know. I talk like that all the time. I have a Capricorn moon. That's how I will love you. Yeah. You know, and that's how Saturn wants to love us. Like, I'm not going to fucking listen to your little sob story. Like, take responsibility. If you want it, change it. And that's that, that Pluto energy, too, is like, find your power over what has power over you. Like, there's always a way out. It may not be in the way that you think you want, but there's always a way out. Yeah. And I want to say with this energy, this square of uh, Neptune square Jupiter right now, you know, I think like, I think people get really hung up on like, what brings me joy? What brings me happiness? And a lot of that is also because you have to pass through sometimes um, your deepest feelings to be able to access that. So like for me, a few months ago, I was uh, having like a lovely evening with a friend and we like, we went swimming in a creek and then we made tacos and then we played music and we just like, we're just jamming. And it was, and as I was playing, I was playing a guitar that was like for left-handed person and I'm right-handed and whatever. I was playing it upside down and we were jamming and I was like, this is just so fucking fun. I love this. And at the end of the night, I was like, that's, that's all I want to do is like be in nature and play music. And that's really brings me so much. So here I am doing that. I'm about to record an album in nature. It's the thing that makes me feel the best. Like I love, I love the feeling of performing for people. I love playing my music for them. It brings me so much joy, but here I am having to pass through my own feelings of sheer panic like the most scared, paralyzing, and I know it yes, doesn't make no. sense. I, I know it doesn't no, make no. sense when I'm just, no, totally yes. but like, obviously like there are worse things that can happen to someone. There's worse things no. that's happened to this me. This is that your I psychological had. blockage. This exactly. is your psychological blockage. Exactly. So because you know what exactly that is, that is that eclipse, the last eclipse that we had in Capricorn with the moon joined Pluto and 
the whole fucking theme of that was for these next six months, you are going to be confronted with the psychological blockages that will not allow you to evolve. Everything is aligned. You are moving forward, but there's this one fucking thing that has so much power over you. And it's like, I don't know why I just can't do it. And it's like, okay. So over these next six months, you're going to be faced with the opportunity to face this weird blockage, this fear that has power over you moving forward. And it's like Neptune is there completely at that time, completely in line with the nodes being like, it's already been transcended. It's already done, but there's just you fucking doing it. So truthfully, I, when you're saying this, it's like, yes, that is your blockage. And it's like, this is the doorway for you yeah. completely like evolving. Well, and what I'm trying to say to the listeners is that like, it's not like happiness just like wakes up and knocks on your door and you're like, I feel happy. Like a lot of this really painful emotional work that we're doing, like where we really are feeling deeply is, is the entryway to happiness. It's a hundred percent the door to walk through into joy and happiness you know like when you think about children i think about children all the time you have two kids katrina so you 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 know more about this than i do but when you think of them and they have a tantrum and they're so emotional and they're having such a hard time and they and they let it out they cry they get the nurturance that they need and five seconds later they're back to joy you know what i'm saying it's like That's really what, in terms of our emotional nature, we can't get stuck in our psychological nature, stuck trying to define it even. We have to just allow these emotions to show up, to show us the information of what needs nurturance and encouragement today and what needs, like, and how our body needs to be treated and in in terms of, like, how we're feeling and then it allow it needs us to have our release and to fully embody the sensations of that emotion and then be able to move on and let it pass and move on to the next emotion you know well and i think what you're saying is like a perfect um perfect like closure of this full moon energy because yeah. i think that is what people are going to be experiencing yeah you know it's yeah that Because here's the Virgo energy saying, I want to hold on to this. I want to hold on to it. I want to fucking dissect it. What am I feeling? You know, overthinking, overanalyzing. And this Neptune Pisces is like, let that shit go. Like you need to have faith. You need to surrender. You need to, you know, allow this like divine healing to happen. You don't need to keep it in your mind and like try to understand everything and, you know, overly dissect everything when you're feeling these emotions, because these emotions are being healed. You are releasing them, you know, feel them, but you don't need to overly try to understand everything in your mind because Virgo season and Virgo energy always gets you to that place that eventually you get to like, I can't fix this. I can't make sense of this. I can't control this. And so what ends up happening is you end up letting it go and having faith and like this deeper connection and trust happens with this divine energy. And that is coming up, you know, Virgo energy has brought a lot of uncertainty to people, like not knowing what's going to happen, not knowing if, you know, the future is safe or if they're safe or, you know, whatever, which decision to make and if they're making the right decision. And so this is kind of coming into this boiling point. It's really going to connect us with this divine energy of trusting and transcending and healing and it's like during this you know this full moon time don't overly analyze it all you don't need to make sense of everything you can't control everything you can't understand everything and 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 this is something for the next 30 days too so I want to make that clear when a full moon energy comes in this is the releasing for the next 30 days so This will have an influence of what we're experiencing where it's, you're going to be experiencing uncertainty. You're going to be experiencing, you know, this overactive mind and like wanting to understand and wanting to control and wanting to plan and know all the details, right? Virgo energy. Yeah. And, and really like, let, let your creativity be the channel for this emotional stuff. Like instead of like 
you know, if you find yourself um, sitting there and being anxious and like, you know, obsessively like going over things in the mind, you know, write a poem, write a short story, dance, um, you know, make a piece of art, draw, like whatever it might be, just like get your colored pencils out and fucking go nuts on a piece of paper. I mean, let that, um, let that emotion have a form that's not just uh, you analyzing it for our listeners. And I also want to say to the listeners, the full moon is on the, um, what's the date of the full moon? The 14th is the it? 13th. The 13th. 13th. But then, for some will be on the 14th. Right. So 13th East, uh, PT, PST. 14th. In California. Yeah. Like nine thirty at yeah. So, and then like a few hours after the full moon, we've got Venus, uh, and Mercury both moving into Libra. Then we've got the Jupiter square Neptune is not till the 21st. Um, and right before that on the 18th, we have Saturn, uh, going direct in Capricorn. I feel like this is some, a little bit of good news for the list. Not that any of it's good or bad news. It's, it doesn't, it doesn't work that way, but I feel like for any of us who have been sort of like, uh, well, we've really been working through the, the maturity inwardly. And now I feel like there will be some oomph for our material reality, making some, the jump off to like getting some shit done in the, in the physical material reality outward out of ourselves. So we've been like, doing all of this maturity inside. And now we, I think we can see more of the effects of what that might look like in terms of how we create that maturity in that out, outside of ourselves in the physical form. Yeah. I mean, if you can find the strength, the energy is here for building now. Like yeah. if you yeah. are, you know, if you are good and you have the strength and motivation, like this energy is ample for fucking manifestation and bringing things into your reality. Because Saturn has been training the Virgo energy the whole time. This is earthy energy. This is like, I mean, it is time for work. It is time for our service. It, and another thing to do, if like if you're having problems, then face it. Like that's the best thing to do. Fucking make a change because really we are dealing with Virgo and. Capricorn here. And it's like, they don't care about like getting lost in, and I know I'm being harsh again, because that is, that, that's that energy, you know, Virgo and Capricorn can be like, they're going to love you, but it's going to be through helping you in reality, like telling you yes. what you need to hear. So this is what we also need to do to ourselves. We need to tell ourselves what we need to hear. Like, you need to do this. Like, are you afraid of this? Then do it. Like you need to not baby your, I mean, of course, it's like, you can see things both ways. Of course you need to baby your inner child during this fear, but you also need to tell yourself like, I am not going to allow this to stop me. This is what it is. You need to get through it. You need to face it. So it's like, there's yeah. also that energy. Like if you want mm -hmm. change, you're going to have to tell yourself, you're going to have to fucking make a change, bring it into tangible form. You know, it has to be real. So if anybody can make those type of changes in your life, like right now where you're being overwhelmed by an emotion and you call yourself on and you go, okay, well, you know what, what is my choice? Where can I get my power back? What action do I need to take right now? Like that is so supported to change your reality. So yeah, anything yeah. that you are acting on now, like I haven't been doing much acting. I think a lot of it has been like purification and you know, or maybe there has been, yeah, I don't know. But like, I definitely haven't been accomplishing things like I would have yeah. hoped to be happy doing during this energy. Well, but, a little bit more this month, I've definitely felt a little bit more accomplishment with the Virgo energy, just helping to get organized. But for sure, it feels like, you know, I feel like things have been just dragging ass a little bit, you know, in the physical manifestation. And it's been really just a little bit more like that internal just yeah. those massive shifts in beliefs. Yeah, me too. And also like, you know, September is a nine month, nine is endings and new beginnings. So we also have to allow room to process all of that. And, you know, October is a 10, a one month, you know, that's all about like the self and like new, you know, just like the jump off of ourself as we start to really like lead, you know, in our lives. Well, what and what my friend uh, Lorna brought up, astrological low, shout out. She brought up how, uh, 
Virgo is the natural 12th house of Libra. And so she messaged me too. Like, what are you seeing with like this Venus Mars? Like, are you seeing relationships like go crazy? And I was like, yeah, girl, I can't even talk right now. Like <laughs> shit's going crazy over here. And I was like, what are you seeing? Like, I can't, my problem is when I'm going through something, I, I'm like, I'm the only one in the whole world. Like, yeah, I'm them over here. <laughs> Mercury <and Leo. laughs> Everyone else is so happy during Virgo season, living their best lives in no Virgo. Right. Oh, no, I don't think no. so. I mean, it's just, it's hard. It's fucking hard. It's not like yeah, Libra, you know, where it's like, yeah, there's difficulty. It's hard work. It's like Capricorn. It's the same thing. You know, Capricorn is not about fucking being blessed with these, you know, certain things. It's putting in the work and making it happen. So yeah. Virgo season never feels like oh, this is just so easy and, you know, yeah, no. lucky, lucky. It's like, no, no, any, any luck you're getting, you're fucking working for it. And so, yeah. and it's also about purification. I always see Virgo season as a lot of purification and healing. Yes. So, you know, and I want to speak to just like the shift in Venus and Mercury coming up from Virgo into, so, you know, we were able to kind of like see some of the issues in our relationships, some of the things, our relationship with ourselves, some of the things that weren't working, we've been able to kind of define that more clearly. And as we enter into Libra, like, I feel like this is really helpful with that Jupiter square Neptune energy, especially with Venus in Libra because, and Mercury in Libra, because it helps us to like really see where other people are coming from or try to try to be just and fair and consider people's feelings, even if like, we don't like the way they're behaving to still consider where those feelings may be coming from. Um, it's a really great time for aesthetic st stuff too. It's a really great time for creativity. Hi friends. Due to technical difficulties, that's the end of part one of our chart chat for September. I uh, can listen to part two, which is also already uploaded and available to you now.